the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. in a different way today. Joe Biden is not only the most obvious asset of enemies to this country, foreign and domestic. Joe Biden is a 50-year political whore who's never done anything in his miserable life except sell his political power, which is very big. It's what makes him a traitor. But when he tweets, and, you know, the uncertainty of him tweeting is very high because Joe Biden is suffering from dementia that he wears on his face like Vaseline, that glazed look of a dimwit and the wet socks. But here's what was tweeted off of the president of the United States Twitter account. My economic plan is working, and it's a stark contrast to my House Republican friends who are doubling down on the same failed policies of the past. Top-down, trickle-down economics that helps those at the top Not much trickle down for the families sitting around the kitchen table. Now, this sells to the D-student scourge. The welfare want to feel good and proud about themselves being failures. This sells to the base of the Democrat mafia, along with the corporatist scum who derive their profit from their political connections and their payoffs in campaign contributions, like the slumlords in the sewer of Chicago and other Democrat hubs, all the way to the fat-ass, half-ass contractors on the O'Hare runways today. That's who. So you're either too stupid to realize what's going on, or you're in the mafia. But to pretend that the system of economics that made this country the youngest and the richest, that was named trickle-down, not by a Democrat, because Democrats don't understand anything, about economics. It was named that by a, another charlatan, another corporatist whore, another scum, head of the CIA, George Bush Sr. It's not trickle down. It's actually spread out. It's by the people among us who make the chance, who take the chances and make the businesses and derive the deals. Now, the alternative to that is what we're living through now. And it is a form of feudalism where Joe Biden can go before an entity, a labor mafia, that was nearly extinct prior to government corruption, would not exist without it. It only is in existence because it it stifles individuals and prevents competition through political corruption. It was the electrician union. The same one that destroyed McCormick Place, where you have to hire some Guido Sarducci, to wiggle his big ass over there and plug in an outlet for a, for a display. It's why it's a failed system. And the only ones that go in there are more government mafia members. 
That being said, electricians are the ones that make this country the strongest because they work. The ones not in the union and those union members who are extorted and have to feed their families and have to kick up to the mafia. So it's hard for me to pretend that this idiot who's never done anything in his miserable life except make hundreds of millions of dollars through political corruption, through selling out not only his constituents of his small district of his tax avoidance state that was created for a tax shelter, Delaware. But now he's destroying our country and he's telling us that it's good for us. And it's all being ignored and felt by the people he pretends to be helping. As food prices go up, so does the number of people who are hungry. A nonprofit in our state says it's seen a 38% increase in the number of people needing grocery assistance in the past year. Lowe's and Fishes in Mecklenburg County say to meet the need, it spent 74% of its allocated food budget in just four months. The CEO says this comes at a time when donations are down. Churches, classrooms, corporations that typically would do a 2,000 pound food drive, they're now bringing in 800 pounds. But I think that's indicative of how many of us are feeling the pinch at the... So you have more people on welfare than at any time in recorded history in this country. More than ever. 63% of your fellow countrymen cannot stroke a check for for $1,000. Over 50% can't write a check for $500. And this moron pretends to be helping, and he celebrates because what he's doing now is a campaign, a reinforcement for bills that were passed illegally by lame duck Democrats scum who shoved a $1.7 trillion spending spree to these labor mafia union organizations. And that's who's benefiting. And he's going to go around and tell you how great it is. And just last month, the very first bill the Republicans passed in the House of Representatives would rescind that effort and would cut those all those folks out again. He's referring to the 87,000 IRS agents that were part of another bill of fraud that are sent out to comb over tax returns we've already filed years ago and to extort more people, to use the IRS as a Gestapo against his political adversaries, against me and against you. And in the same vein, he's talking economics with us. Today's report on inflation shows the good news is that inflation in America is continuing to come down. It's fallen seven straight months. There's more to go. Food prices at the grocery store are coming down. Gas prices are down $1.60 since their peak. Real wages for working Americans are up over the last several months. The living, welcome, breathing room. Melissa, my dad would say, all I'm looking for, Joey, is just a little breathing room at the end of the month. Your dad was a drunk, degenerate gambler who blew the family's fortune and had to go work selling used cars and phony Z-bar to old ladies. Your father was a charlatan just like you. You're just better at putting lipstick on the pig. That is your economic plan. That is government supremacy. And you've got great help for it. I talk, we talk often about the gas prices going down, uh, by going down to about 160, 160 per gallon. That's because the president took historic steps to see that happening. Now, no, she's obviously not there because of her brains. KJP, when it was $1.60, Joe Biden was just wetting his pants. He wasn't in power at that time. He was vice president. Donald Trump was president. The lowest it's ever gotten under Joe Biden was the day he stole the office. And now as he released the strategic oil reserves to fluff the market the way Kamala Harris would fluff Willie Brown, in the meantime, it only dropped $1.10 from its highs. 
Now, your people are stupid. Most of them don't buy gas. They don't have to work. But for the working people, we're the ones that pay for everything, dummy. Inflation came down for groceries and food at home last month. Gas prices are down about 160 uh, from their peak. Uh, real wages are up, as I mentioned moments ago, over the last seven months for working families. So you're having an argument over objective fact and reality. At the same time they tout their economic plan, more people are on welfare. More people are going to food banks. More people are delinquent on every payment they have. And you're being told how great it is for you. What is the gauge? How do you gauge it? If you can't have a discussion or an argument with somebody who's a bald-faced liar, and you cannot with a Democrat, because that's what they do. They fail, they lie, and they want to be thanked for it. What is the overall barometer? How do you measure it? Ultimately, the ultimate, uh, you know, the, the, the ultimate uh, test of, of an economic policy and an economic outcome is whether families feel more economic security uh, in their lives. And that's the lipstick on a pig, because the only families they're concerned with are the Democrat voting families. The target of their policies is you. It's not China. It's not the enemies of this country, foreign and domestic. It's you, the non-Democrat who knows what Joe Biden is, an unmitigated fraud and a failure. No one making less than 400000 bucks a year, and I don't know a lot of people I grew up with made 400000 will not see a penny increase in their taxes. He doesn't know a lot of people? Joe Biden has been living in a DuPont mansion since 1982. The only morons that do not know that Joe Biden is worth tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars, are those welfare roaches who are too stupid to read because they were educated in government schools where the teachers make well over $150,000 a year on average. And when they retire, their phony baloney pensions from their crime syndicate unions are the equivalent of having four million dollars in a 401k so most people who support this philosophy will never be that upper echelon which is why they sell it to you now he gave this speech to a bunch of electricians labor extortion mafia only the union ones only the connected ones the workers believe me you weren't invited and you're not going to be invited you just shut up and you keep kicking up otherwise you'll lose your job too but what he didn't want to tell anybody is that who's the real beneficiary of this corruption? Who? Welcome back. We've got a news alert on Ford's electric vehicle plans. Last check had the stock up just under 2%. Let's get to Phil LaBelle. Phil, what's happening? Kelly Ford confirming what started leaking out over the weekend, that it will be partnering with the Chinese EV battery firm, CATL, to develop and open a battery plant in South Central Michigan. Total investment, $3.5 billion. Now, in order to make sure that the batteries coming out of this plant qualify for EV tax credits, remember, these plants can't be foreign-owned in order for the batteries to qualify, here's the ownership structure. Ford will own and operate this EV battery plant. CATL will be licensing its technology to Ford. So complete ownership. So it's a technical fraud. They're bragging about how they've managed to manipulate the system to not get caught, to have the very same Chinese Communist Party that looks like an act of war as they fly surveillance material over our country. They're profiting. And the answer by the Democrat mafia, La Cosa Nostra, is to celebrate the billions of dollars in money that would have never been wasted on such a, a ruse, on such a fraud on the American people. So it brings me back to what do the people really feel?
Remember Brian Dees, what he said? Ultimately, the ultimate, uh, you know, the, the, the ultimate uh, test of, of an economic policy and an economic outcome is whether families feel more economic security uh, in their lives. This is called feudalism. I said during the first corrupt mafia administration was the most obvious of all in our lifetime was the Barack. He likes big butts and he cannot lie. Obama administration. There was always a statistic that was being hidden. And that was the amount of hopelessness felt by a society. The amount of people that turned to antidepressants, drugs, and ultimately suicide. Well, now it's happening again, only this time it's worse. A very concerning report from the CDC indicating record levels of sadness in teenage girls. This report says the teens are, quote, engulfed in violence and trauma with nearly three in five feeling persistent sadness. Mary Jane Belieza joins us now. Three in five. This is a direct result of the feudalism that is cast onto a society by a government supremacist totalitarian regime, a collectivist society. This is why in Russia they had no food, they had no clothes, they had nothing, but they had vodka. This is what happens to a society. This is what they mean when they say a society feels secure. The youngest people realize, whether they can articulate it or not, the feudalism in an America that is a third world corrupt sewer. The top down isn't trickle down economics. Top down hopelessness is a socialist government run society that the Democrat mafia profits from. The worst part of our society is Washington, D.C. 537 political whores have managed to destroy the wealth you had just two and a half years ago, three years ago, a bipartisan atrocity on your freedoms, your rights, and your Americanism as they shut down your life. And nobody wants to speak of it. So how do they silence it? I know how. Thank you, Madam Chair. Ms. Sohn, this is your third hearing. That is highly unusual. One of the reasons that you've had third hearing, three hearings, is that in the first hearing, you went through the entire hearing without disclosing the sweetheart settlement concerning low caste. And the entire purpose of the second hearing was when that came to light. You actively misled Ranking Member Wicker when he asked you in writing about the $32 million settlement. Gigi Sowen is a Marxist, censor, fascist Gestapo, and she will be the head of the FCC. They're not rescinding her nomination, even though she's been caught for 15 months lying, frauding, and cheating the American people because the Marxist mafia is more loyal than the real La Cosa Nostra. This is the mafia where they get pensions. They don't go to prison. This is the Democrat mafia, and that's who's in control of your society. So get used to the antidepressants. Get used to the more drug addicts, the more suicides. That's what it's like when you let a collectivist government supremacist whore like Joe Biden and the rest of his mafia take control of our society. It's not going to get better till his wrinkled old ass is thrown out of office. 312-642-5600. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Lori Lightfoot admits to how much teachers make in her attack on her her adversary running for mayor's office. He wants to implement a 3.5% tax on anyone making over $100,000. Lori Lightfoot, in a campaign commercial, admits that that will affect 8,400 Chicago public school teachers. 
If you factor in benefits and 401k, what is the pay? Bob in Lamont. Yeah. Hi, Bob. How are you doing? Splendid. Love the show, but I don't know where you you know of teachers making one hundred fifty thousand dollars on average a year. Well, you can go to the Illinois Policy Institute if you factor in the benefits and their pension. It's actually over that, and then you have to take into account what it's like when their pension when they retire. It's the equivalent of you. I don't know what you do, but if you had four million dollars in a four hundred one k plan, you could factor in. You have to remember, Bob, how much the insurance costs. Just ask anybody who's got a small business. And a family of four, we average about $2,500 a month in insurance costs. The teachers get a better insurance plan than most small business owners can afford. So I like to factor in all of the numbers rather than the numbers that they want to give you when they tell you, ah, they only make 93000 in salary. There's more to an income than salary. It's perks and benefits. Not to mention they've been so sitting my, on their ass for three my years. My daughter's graduating and going to be a teacher in May. Awesome. And salaries are nowhere close to what you think and they've changed all these retirement benefits also i hope so i hope i'm wrong but thanks to the illinois policy institute chicago tribune chicago sun times cbs news you can take a look for yourself and hopefully she'll get there one day i just hope she's one of the good teachers that earns it it's about the way i see it maybe 30 percent, maybe the rest of them will explain why the news looks like a quentin tarantino movie thank you very much though we wish her luck hopefully she's a teacher not in chicago uh, Teresa Gold Coast. Hey, Sean. Um, you know, when you look at the prices of groceries and then you look at the prices in restaurants, I'm just wondering which one is the better choice because they're both out of control. I mean, which one do you go to? What's better as far as your money goes? Well, that's the think? thing. That's, uh, you know, you're at a time where the government is telling you that 6.4 year over year growth and a median price. And the way that they get to that number is by excluding very important items. So, for instance, when you start to separate those individual items, and just something as simple as eggs, 76% from a year. 76%. Yeah. Well, if you don't like eggs, it's no big deal, right? Or if you don't buy your groceries. And the the hidden lie here is that since Joe Biden has usurped office, the emergency system with the welfare system has increased the people's food stamps to the tune of $1,100 a month. So if you're a family yes. of four and you get food stamps, you're actually getting more than the average family spends. So you, that's how you yeah. keep a society complacent. And that's how you lure people into a welfare system. We had the, uh, the, right. the, um, the economist on. We were talking about New Jersey. It was a month ago. Astonishing. Mm-hmm. A family of four qualifies for over $110,000 a year in benefits when you include their, mm-hmm. their, their Section 8. See, you have to do all that. You know, people want, yeah. don't want to don't face the reality. What do you pay in rent? every month what do you pay in food every month what do you pay in insurance well what if the government paid it how much is that worth break it down and show people the real pigeon in in a society that taxes everybody except the oligarchs that bribe them are the people that work are paying for the people that don't you are luring people into a society which is how you can have this idiot stand up here and pretend that 6.4 year over year growth is somehow an achievement and accomplishment because you're so used to losing. See, that's what Democrats do. They make you comfortable and adapt failure and loss. That's why Lori Lightfoot can sit up there in a debate and say crime isn't bad compared to what? Right. Oh, last week. Yeah. They're liars. They're cheats. They're frauds. They are. And most of the people like it that way because they want to feel good about themselves, right? Everybody who's on welfare wants to feel good. I'm just as good as everybody else. No, you're not. 
No, you're not. Right. You're worse. And the answer to your worse is look at your news and look at the news of a decent state and a decent city. You're not as good. It's a hard reality, but sooner or later they're going to have to face it. Thank you, Teresa on the Gold Coast. George in Naperville. Sean, you ask how you take in this uh, jerk's uh, messaging. You know it's the opposite of what he's saying, like what the people had enduring the Soviet empire. You know what you're living. You know what you're experiencing. You know what else, George? I'm thinking about how people don't think teachers make a lot of money. They don't make that much. Then explain to me why the, the society is billed upwards of $30,000, between twenty eight and 30000 per pupil. And let's one out of 20 can do a math problem? What do the teachers do? Right. I know that we're supposed to pretend the teachers are nice and they're wonderful. Look at your news. That's the product of what you're teaching. I have the story of the gang of 13-year-olds, the gang of the... What is happening is you're devolving into a third-world society and you're... Sean, can I say people. one more thing? Wow. Go right ahead. Uh, Raquel Welch, rest in peace. She brought a lot of men happiness. This world isn't good enough for Raquel Welch. I know she'll be just as sexy in the next one. 312-642-5600. I will take Rich in Indian Head Park and Solomon in Piatone after this. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. On AM560, The Answer. We don't need no education. Isn't that the truth? So it turns out I got a little correction thanks to wire points. Now, obviously, when Lori Lightfoot says attacks making on people making over $100,000 will affect 8,400 teachers, that should tell you that at least 8,400 teachers make 100000 a year. Now, the way that they cook this is that it's dependent on if the teacher gets degrees while they're teaching and if they have more years. But if you remember, CPS cut some new contract deals under Lori Lightfoot. Turns out I was wrong, squirrel, wrong. I was being facetious when I said 150000 I was also factoring in insurance costs. See, that's something these government employees don't want to do. Because they cut their corrupt deal with Barack. He likes big butts and he cannot lie Obama. And that's supposed to, I'm supposed to ignore that. Without insurance, the average Chicago public school, average, this is astonishing to me, $97,757, thanks to WirePoints. And this was a year ago. That's the projected income for 2023 average that's a lot of money now factor in the health care now factor in what they refer to as a pension but it's not a pension because unlike my 401k or your 401k or your company retirement fund it's not based on the return of investment it's based on magic sauce it's based on guts on ghoul it's a percentage of their income in perpetuity so all they need to do is stay retired for four or five years, and they make more than they made when they were working. That's how you factor in things. But see, you're arguing magic math versus reality. There is no argument. They can, and, and, and then there's the other thing. The product they produce. You're seeing it. That's why the schools, the public schools, want to get rid of grading. Oh, let's not grade the kids. Why? Because we'll figure out that you're teaching them gatsangul, nothing. One in 20 can do math. One in what? 15 can read? Yeah. Government schools, it's not working. Any private parochial school of your choice can teach your kid at a third the cost. Less than a third. It's time to end this magic parade of phony virtue. You take the third of a good of anything. 
and you, you run your whole reputation on a third that are good people? Sorry, I don't buy it. A teacher in the northwest suburbs. Yes, um, I just wanted, Mr. Thompson, I'm a loyal listener of your show, but I wanted to offer some information. Um, The average 401k contributions, um, this is 2018, but still, was um, 6.9%. And the TRS contributors, uh, it's 9%. 9%. This is according, no, let me finish, I'm not done. Vanguard, this is according to Vanguard 401k plans. Um, now, employer contributions will up, obviously, a 401k's contributor um, to 10.6. But what you need to understand is the state of Illinois makes zero contributions to teacher pensions. So really, it they really don't have is to. teachers funding You're their not, own. But, te- but teachers but, aren't paid on the return of investment. So what difference does but, it make? I have invested. Yes. I have invested in my education. And you should be paid on that. To beat up on teachers. Oh, I, I beat up on the system. I beat up on a system that's built on fraud, and I don't care who's involved in it. Number well, one, it's fraud. The, the reason they keep you busy with your contributions, it doesn't matter. Why should you be paid on anything that isn't a return on investment? I have yet to have an explanation for that. I'm paid on my contributions that I've made. TRS no, you're is not. very well run. It's you're- different from CPS. And I've taught, listen, I've taught 30 years in a field where we pour out a lot of money as well. We're not I agree given. with that. I know, You're being used. we answer to the Illinois State Board of Ed. We answer to the Illinois Department of Public Health. We have a lot. We answer to Senate Bill 100. And as a teacher, I take a lot of abuse, sir. But you, should, of course and you do. And it's a terrible do. system. It's a system of failure. And this is a system of distraction. Because well, you, know, you know you know as well as I do, they don't have to contribute to it because they have nothing to lose. What are you going to do if they don't contribute? I want the system to, to be fair for everybody. There are no gods among well, us. I want, it to be, I want you to get paid. But the idea you get paid on a regiment versus product. What? Make more money than I do. They've never wanted to walk the path that I walked. Well, that's wonderful. Working for the state has always been great. My dad worked for the state. He was a social worker. Then he became a hospice social worker. That's all his wonderful. Paychecks his paychecks from the state would bounce. And my parents always worked multiple jobs. And I'm a Norwegian, sir, so I know you understand that. <laughs> this is not an attack on you. You're making this, this an attack on you. You as a teacher. Wait a minute, though. You as a teacher, okay. no uh, math. No, you, you as a teacher, no math. You don't want to know math. You want to tell me your, your personal story. Good. I think it's wonderful. I hope you do great. I want to talk about the frickin' fact. Nobody gets a sob story that gets to take away from other people. Nobody. I'm all for, I'm all for right, the right answer. Let's have the right answer. The minute you take government workers and you make them superior to everybody else, you now have the virtue to take away from everybody else in the name of the teacher, of the doctor, of the policeman, of the fireman, whatever the case is. Why should you not be subjected to reality? See, that's why you can divert from the policies that destroy the economy. I'm arguing for the same outcome. Ironically, I'm the one that's arguing for the same. You should be bound by the same the same results of your retirement that I am, that the other listeners who are not teachers, who are not policemen, who are not firemen. I've got thousands of policemen and firemen listening to me. They may disagree with me, but they know I'm speaking the truth. 
because the policies of this government directly affect the businesses. For instance, how many know uh, uh, Lena Khan? You ever hear of this idiot? She's a 32-year-old child, and she's in arguably one of the most pos- important positions in our government. The Federal Trade Commission, she somehow is the head. How'd she become the head? A Wolfwood, a source tells us that the White House plans to tap Lena Khan as chairwoman of the Federal Trade Commission. Now, Khan was just confirmed by the Senate to be a commissioner at the FTC today by a vote of 69 to 28. But now a source telling us that she would actually lead the agency, someone who is noted as a vocal critic of big tech companies. In fact, one industry group called NetChoice said that Khan's antitrust activism detracts from the Federal Trade Commission. She's not just an opponent of big tech. She's an opponent of capitalism. She's a 32-year-old, know-nothing Marxist who's never worked. And in this position, She's going to destroy companies from acquiring each other. She's going to destroy the growth of our actual private economy, the one the rest of us, our retirement's based on. And then there's the other pesky problem when you have these gods in the municipal arena versus the rest of us. You have the power of taxation, which destroys the other most important asset of normal people, not on these mystical, magical pensions. They're real estate. So when you turn a blind eye or you pretend to have this argument on contributions, the contributions don't matter. It's just a feel good for an argument. You're not paid out on the return on investment. You're paid out on a political promise. The rest of us are taxed on that promise. That's fascism. That's wrong. That's not a system of integrity. But you get societies arguing about it, right? Who's a teacher? Who's a fireman? Who's a cop? And that's how you divide and conquer a society. And that's what happens. Look at the Democrat areas. What's destroying those Democrat areas? The municipal union mafia deals. And what's the first thing that people do who collect them? They move out. Angie. Hi, how are you? Good, Angie. Good. Um, bouncing off that teacher who was just on, yes, the teachers pay in 9%. But many, many, many of the administrators do not pay directly. It's a perk in their contract where the district pays into their TRS, their um, health insurance. There's all kinds of perks layered in there. So not only are they getting the their pension, it's paid by somebody else, you and me. Yes. Angie, listen, I have family, a family member who I love, a, a, a very close relative who's a retired Chicago public school teacher. She understands what this is she took part in it and she reaps the benefits but she knows what it is and it's a shame that we're afraid to have the conversation because the conversation is political they bribe them because the 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 mafia union secures their vote that's a problem now i'm not suggesting all teachers do that but the system that they're a party to does I had a guy come up to me the other day, wonderful guy. He's a street and sand guy in the Chicago. I love, he's like, you know, I work hard. I know you do. I'm not blaming the worker. I'm blaming the system of corruption that lures good people in, and then they become a party to it. The cut me in or cut it out. I'm from Melrose Park. How many guys do you think I know in on the scam? A thousand? I know what it is, but let's fix it with integrity. And let's not pretend there's a way to get along with it. It's a cancer of destruction. You can't get along with cancer. Thank you, Angie. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. 
I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig and an absolute disgrace. Thank you. I want to take on the big items, the big socialist government agenda that is used to divide the nation and destroy the quality of life. I want to take on Social Security and Medicare. How are we going to do that if we can't take on the mystical, magical union pensions? Drew in Naperville. Yeah, Sean, I wanted to remind you of two things, and I'm sure you didn't forget. One is that the state, the teacher's retirement system actually is a separate system. But the state of Illinois, with the teachers' union's approval, has robbed it at least twice, if not three times. Didn't they just do the same thing with the police and fire that were all paid up, and they they commingled them with all of the the, the sewer city that isn't? Right? Didn't they just do the same thing? That's how they do it. And then they make it, because we all know police and fire. I had lunch with one today, and I picked up the check for the cherry on the insult Sunday. And uh, we all know teachers and and, and people, right? And they make you afraid to have that conversation. I'm not afraid of that. Any more than well, I am. Sister's a, my sister's a teacher. Yeah, but you're, you're destroying the property, the, the property values of my house because of this. You're destroying the quality I, I of my agree. life. I agree. And you're destroying the ability for the private economy, that very small pool of private economy, to grow. Because you're putting Marxists in to double down on this. Because they, they feel they got the winning argument here. And I'm not here to hurt anybody. And, I'm here to break a system. So no, it, it needs absolutely it, it needs to be equal. And the other thing is, is don't forget about the ramp that our fabulous Jim Edgar created, a yes. Republican created, that your last three years of your salary as a teacher, which are ostensibly the most lucrative, are what your retirement is based on. Drew, and who signed the COLA as a governor? Big Jim Thompson. Yeah. Like the park, he liked the back in the forest preserves. Big Jim Thompson signed the cola. And when asked about it, he said, I don't know how compound interest works. You lying, stupid fraud. Thank you very much, Drew. Jan in Florida. Hi, listen. Uh, another thing about the teachers the downstate teachers, first year makes $40,000 a year, and yep. that's about $250 a day. Yep. Secondly, uh, the teachers' contracts, what I've looked at from DuPage County in the last three years, of their employment, their wages go up 20% per year. So when they retire, they're basically making the same amount when they retired as they made when they were teaching. Dan, do you know the first thing in private money? You know how I do the advertisements for Tom Fortino and other investment advisors? Do you know the first thing that you have to tell people is that past, past gains are no guarantee of future rewards? Number one, exactly. That operates in the in only the private air arenas of of money. In public sectors, they base the entire thing on on nothing, on guarantees of payouts, and that in itself is is the definition of a, of a rigged system of corruption. And if we can't do this as Americans, then, then how are we going to fix any of the problems? I just want to have the conversation, and then tell me why you're better than everybody else. That's all. Thank you very much, Jan. I appreciate it. And you could do that. You could have the sobs, I gave my life for the kids. Okay, fine. Then let's see the result of your efforts. We've got one in 20 kids in Chicago public schools that can do a math problem. That's the other disservice. When you guarantee people are millionaires, they're not incentivized to produce. What if you had a system that paid the best teachers? You want to pay $150,000? i am all in. The best teachers. And 100% of those kids can read and think and are smart. It's worth the money. But the news... And any 
Chicago station or New York or New Jersey or California will tell you a little different. They're running amok because they're illiterate. They're misused and they're abused by a system that pretends to be doing great. You're going to see Lori Lightfoot and the other stooges tell you how great they're doing and the reality of your quality of life, which is now a third world hellhole in any Democrat run sewer. Solomon, also known as Solomon. Hey, John. Jeremy here in Piatone. Uh, new listener to the show. Glad I found it. Thank you, brother. Yeah. Uh, pivoting back over to inflation, that's what I was calling in about. All right. Uh, I had some questions about the numbers because I can't get any, uh, any information on the uh, Internet about how this actually adds up. And, it doesn't uh, add. It's a median. It's skewed. It's similar to the unemployment, which is broken into six categories Ooh. versus one. If they told Ooh, you real year over and they included housing, you'd be at 15, maybe 17%. I had a conversation me, with an economist me, about this. this. Let yeah. me ask you this. I just want to get some clarification. January 2022, we are at 7.5%. Uh-huh. And January 2023, they're bragging about bringing it down to 6.4%. Yeah. But isn't that 6.4% added on top of that 7.5%? Yes. And that's why since so that, Joe Biden usurped the most powerful office in the world, the, the real inflation number is 14%. Welcome to Utopia. Absolutely. Solomon, yep. thank you for calling. We'll be back after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Aside from being a regular contributor to American Thinker, DJ Media, American Greatness, among others, my next guest is a New York Times bestselling award-winning author of numerous books. In fact, on my sheet, I only have his first two names, but I know his middle name. His name is Blaine Lee Pardo. Thank you for joining me, Blaine. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on. Well, I have to tell you, I've been a fan of yours for a while. You write in all of the things I like, from true crime to science fiction to military history. So I've been a fan of yours for quite a while. And I remember, is, is this a new book, Confederacy of Fear? Because you've written so many, yeah. I can't keep track. <laughs> I, I've I've got three. As of tomorrow, I will have had three out already this year. But uh, yeah, this is the third book in the Blue Dawn series. It's oh. about the progressive overthrow of the government and the Second American Civil War to regain everything back. So current events. Pretty much. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, I think the left is using my book as a as a. A blueprint it's, for their schemes. It's a schematic for the Biden administration and the and the Fourth Reich, and that's the way it feels to me. Um, and you know, I it's predictable. I'm from Chicago, and I understand how the mafia members, the Democrat mafia, think, and they like this air of futility with just a little window of hopefulness. Can they maintain that with this dimwit in diapers who's clearly suffering from something? Can Joe Biden be the face of the modern? collectivist, government supremacist society that the Democrat Party is trying to build? I think they're stuck with him at this point. And I say that exactly that way for a reason. 
you know, it, they're they're kind of doomed at this point. If he decides to run, they're going to have to run with him. Yes. And because the option is somebody go against him. And if somebody goes against him, they have to say why all of his policies were bad or wrong. And that's not going to play well. And so they're going to play with the devil they know, and that's going to be Biden. So, you know, whether we like it or not, whether he's competent or not, um, he will be their candidate if he decides to run. This is this is I'm already feel like I'm living in a surreal, bad novel that was written by Mel Brooks and Don Rickles. I mean, can can we hang on another two years of this? Then what? I mean, do the is this not evidence that the American society as it sits today not only is in its intellectual infancy, but really is willing to be serfs to a corrupt collectivist society? Aren't they just I mean, how could any society with integrity put up with Joe Biden, who's done nothing his entire life except lie to the people? The lies are almost in real time. Isn't this more of a of a reflection of a society that has no virtue, no value, no integrity? Well, you know, it is. And we saw a little bit of this with Nancy Pelosi during the last election where Democrats were lying and the press actually called her out a couple of times and said, hey, Democrat candidates are lying. And she said, whatever it takes to win. And that's the attitude they have at this point, And it's working for them. Bear in mind that. Look at what they did with Fetterman, for God's sake. They, they elected somebody who is clearly unable to execute in his position. And so they elected him as their senator. And, and there was talk immediately after of him being a presidential candidate, at which point I started to laugh and say, well, he can't be worse. But I want to pick your author brain, because I know you've been writing crime novels. You've been writing books that have a plot that are based in, in, in an outcome. And if you were putting together... How to destroy and forever um, really get rid of the idea of the enlightenment, of self-governance, of unalienable rights. Could you have put together a better system of both phony virtuous construction in so many of our entitlement programs and a corrupt oligarchy called the, the, the duopoly of our government, 537 political whores, to bring it to... Uh, conclusion and how would you write the end is this going to be the ussa are we going to devolve into a a world government what does it look like in the the brain of an author who creates these stories i just don't think a world government can happen um there's way too much balkanization out there and even within our own country we the democrats have done a great job of keeping every little group divided and pitted against each other and that's what this is really all about keeping people so fighting with each other that nobody's paying attention to what the politicians are doing. And that is the schema that they're playing out right now. As a writer, I would look at this and say, the only part they haven't fully done, and they they experimented with it during COVID, is to get Americans to turn against each other and start reporting each other as domestic terrorists. And we did that during COVID. We saw people doing that. They need to put a good reward system in place for people to do that. And then you really get that East German Stasi kind of feel about the country. Well, I'm not sure, Blaine. You're talking to a, a radio host who's from Chicago. That's exactly what happened in Chicago and Cook County and Illinois in general. That's that's exactly what started to happen. In fact, um, 
there was an intimidation factor where people who were 450 pounds and couldn't do a push-up in their life were very comfortable telling people that they had to do something for their health, whether it's inject and experiment. And, and you know, that's kind of when I realized the power of the cult of fear that you write about. And um, oh. these strong Democrat areas where little petri dishes of this experiment they worked according to just that it became like havana they were reporting on their neighbors they were intimidating strangers and in stores that's what i saw and that's why i personally made the decision to get out of there and so many other illinoisans and new yorkers and people from new jersey and other democrat hubs and i think they proved that that's exactly how it would work among other on any other uh fascistic dictates from washington well, they did, and it was a good trial run, but they couldn't maintain it. The next time around, they'll go through and maintain it. And in the Blue Dawn series that I write about, I, I call it the reparation points, that you can turn in your neighbor for whatever your offense is, and you get points that you can cash in you know, or, or use for other purposes. And they've got to come up with a schema to do that. And, and it's really that social manipulation and use of that social media context to force people to not talk back, to not resist, to not voice their opinions. And that's where the woke crowd and the cancel culture crowd have been so successful is they came after me. They've come after a lot of people and they go out of their way to silence those people. They want them to be censored. It's no longer enough to say, look, I don't want to buy this person's book. What they say is nobody should be able to buy this book, and this person shouldn't be allowed to write books. That's where they have gone into the darkest recesses of humanity. And I think there will be a point where people say enough is enough. And the schism is going to be very different this time because it's not state versus state. It's the outlying areas versus the urban areas. And it's going to get very interesting if this. Comes I hope down it doesn't get violent, but it has all of the ingredients to be so. And 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 the other thing it has is that we're in the year 2023, where censorship and real Third Reich stuff was implemented. And what is in the Biden administration are second generation Marxists. When you have the Jamie Raskins, when you have the Gigi Cohens, who has been up for 15 months to be in a in arguably one of the most important positions our government has, the head of the FCC. And they're not rescinding her, even though she's been caught. I have clips today of her being caught in numerous lies and campaign contributions to senators as she sits before the court or before Senate. And you realize that she fits the bill of a, uh, a Lena Khan, who is in charge of the Federal Trade Commission, who is anti-capitalism, anti-business. So it's not just Joe Biden, the dimwit that he is. It's this infrastructure of Marxist mafia members that are very comfortable using the Gestapo force of so many of, of, of the countries in history who have fallen to, to these collectivist societies. And that's the part that, that I'm worried about. Do we have enough politicians who are aware of it and enough numbers to fight it off for the next two years, in your opinion? I think we have the numbers, and I think people are getting fed up enough to where we can do it. The biggest challenge for the right to get over is they have to learn that whoever they get into power, they have to back those people. And we actually have to start using some of the same tactics 
that the left uses in terms of unity of party. And, you know, they vote as a block. And if they have a dissenter like Joe Manchin, they go after him. I mean, they attack him brutally and everything else. We have to be that way. The problem is, whoever gets elected, you know there's going to be a handful of Republicans that go, well, I don't care. I don't like that person. And I'm not going to support that person. They're not really Republicans. I have to tell you, I'm going to confess to you, I feel that way. I feel that way. I hate Republicans almost as much as I hate Democrats because they want me to do that. They want me to do that. Support me. I'm a Republican. But the obvious corruption therein, when you talk about Mitch McConnell, his wife, she didn't marry him because of his strong jawline or his masculine ways. <laughs> she married him because she is a Chinese shipping heiress and their net worth has exploded to where they're worth tens of millions. You know, that's the other thing, too, Blaine. I want it to stop. I think I can get along more with those radical old Democrats who were against collectivism, who were argued against a corrupt Wall Street, who do not like the idea that politicians can inside trade and make themselves worth tens of millions of dollars. I think I more align with those people than I do the establishment Republicans represented by Kevin McCarthy, who was groomed since he was a child in 1984 and sat on the lap of the congressman who was at the center of rubber or a rubber gate where they were bouncing checks and the people were covering it. I don't want to be a Republican. Now, what do I do? You know, there's no alternative, because if we go to a third party, the left will hang strong and they will be in control from that point forward. And well, you and right I are now. Old. The, We're oh, old. I know I'm six. I'm 60 years old and I'm, I'm feeling it at times. But, you know, the, the people you're talking about, the, the left, the, the liberals who are not at that extreme, there's only a handful of them around now. Everybody in that party has hopped to the far end. It's no longer the the party that Tip O'Neill ran. It is a party that is indistinguishable from a socialist government. Yes, but so many of our own Republicans love it, make money in it. I look at Wall Street. I was an old trader, an old commodity trader. I look at Black Rock, Black Stone, Black, all this nonsense. I look at this. This is outrageous. This is bald-faced corporatism. That's not capitalism. I don't have to embrace that. If I want to make a dent and I want the system to change, it isn't going to come by me writing a check to the GOP that laughs at me as Mitt Romney's niece, who thinks she's going to be Christ on her next planet, decides to tell me, oh, I'm better than those guys. I want to tear the whole damn thing down. I'm crazy that way. What do you think? You, you put me in that Confederacy title. And we have, a, you know, <laughs> you know, there are days that you and I would get along on that point. Um, I, they're you know, making the, a fool the of level, us. Well, the, the level of corruption is everywhere. You know, how does AOC come into Congress thirty thousand dollars or forty thousand dollars in debt, and now she's worth several million dollars? And we know what her salary is. Yeah. These guys have been bilking the system every way that they can. And it, it is so corrupt. It, it, I believe truly that even if you're a good person, if you have the right values and the right morals, the right ideas, you're pro-American. If you were elected to Congress, probably within 10 days, you would be part of 
the corruption that's up there. Not there, me, I just Lane. Don't... I'm a real jerk. But I want to help you because <laughs> I love your books. I mean that. I've been a, a fan of yours. I think I, I stumbled onto you in the 90s. Um, you've been writing. You, I, It's amazing how many books you kick out. So I, I want to give you a title. And you could give me a little footnote somewhere. And we call it Political Whores and the Pimps that Control Them. And we do like a K Street everybody. And we go through all of their stock trades and we compare them to honest hedge funds. And we see that the even the average moron like AOC has a stock return that's better than Goldman Sachs. What do you say? You know, I got to tell you, that's a great title. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yeah, yeah, and the title, uh, that's all you need at this point to get a good basis for a book. So, yeah. Look at Chicago yeah, Public I, Schools. I, Nobody can read anyway. Yeah. <laughs> could put well, songs you know, in they, there. they can, but look at the books that they provide them. You know, there, yes. there's such a push by the Library Association of America to to push you know, a progressive agenda through their books that, you know, a lot of my books don't end up in libraries anymore because they're busy pushing, you know, social agenda books. Confederacy of Fear is a fantastic, fantastic uh, uh, segment of, you're on your third book in that, in that genre, right? Yeah. I've just finished writing book five. Blue uh, Dawn series. Yeah. Well, here's the good news, Blaine. You and I lived in this country when it was proud to be Americans, when it had principles, when we understood what the Enlightenment was, and one Raquel Welch was alive. What's the point anymore, Blaine? I don't know. With Raquel gone, I'm, I, I got to tell you, that was a, that was a deep blow. Oh, I, my heart is broken. I mean, have you taken a look at these Chicago Democrat females that are going around? I have nobody now. In the meantime... I have Blaine Pardo. Thank you so much for what you do and making yourself available to me. I truly enjoy your work, and I promise I won't sue you for everything if you uh, use my title. All right. Thank you very much, and have a great week. You too, Blaine. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. Is that the music, Squirrel? It is. I like a good fight, especially when a hockey game breaks out. John Seta, Chicago Wolves. How are you, John? Doing well. How are you? Wonderful, wonderful. So how, before we get started, how long have you been affiliated with the Chicago Wolves? Uh, I've been at the Wolves about 12 seasons. You happen to know a kid from Melrose Park named Bobby Nardella? I know Bobby. I saw him earlier today. Would you tell him I said hello? We grew up together. I will. I will. Good kid. Yeah, we Good had a. Kid. Oh, he's a he's a great guy. He's uh, he, he is a, a pillar of the organization. He's been around a long time. Played here. Uh, had a great career with us. He's one of our assistant coaches now. So uh, really? we're tell we're blessed to have him be part of the family. We'll do. Absolutely, absolutely. So now tell me what else you got cooking over there at the Chicago Wolves. Yeah, we're uh, uh, we're in the middle, you know, middle towards the just past halfway point in our season, and um, you know, kind of in a throw of a homestand. We have a bunch of games coming up on February 25th. We're going to host our Faith and Fellowship game. Uh, it's an annual event that we host, and uh, pretty simple in nature. Try to bring people together who uh, celebrate their faith and want to want to be a part of that community, and uh, we want to bring that fellowship into the Allstate Arena and. Um, have them do it together around a hockey game. So uh, we're thrilled to have the event. Um, you know, the answer is the uh, official media partner for for the game. So we're thrilled to have you guys on board supporting it as well. 
Um, you know, outside of the hockey, it's 7 o'clock game. We're playing a team out of Tucson. But um, outside of the hockey, we're going to do a uh, pregame service project with the Salvation Army. So uh, for about an hour and a half, we're going to have a few hundred fans coming in, um, making blankets uh, as part of a service, uh, some service work. And uh, they're going to make blankets for uh, folks in Chicago who uh, may be homeless or uh, just need a, a little bit of a hand up. Um, we'll actually have have all these things made, and uh, they'll be deployed to the streets that night. So it's a pretty cool uh, event to kick off the Faith and Fellowship Night, and then uh, we'll get into the arena and play some hockey. Now, where do you normally play? I remember when you first got started. It's got to be well over it. De- when did you first get started? It's like 20 years ago, isn't it? Yeah, we started in uh, the first season was 1994. This is This is year 29 for us. We'll hit 30 next season. Bobby and I got that old, huh? God, I remember that like <laughs> yesterday. It's outrageous. It, ha- it happens fast. So you're the, and and you normally are. What town do you play in normally? So we're at the Allstate Arena in Rosemont. Oh, okay, good. So this is where this event will be. Rosemont still, you know, it, I I go there all the time. You have some wonderful restaurants. It's uh, it's going to be great. I may pop in on your event if I'm in town. And uh, it's obviously a good cause. It's nice that you can get together for. Family night, faith, and fellowship. It's kind of rare. It's a shame, but it's kind of rare, isn't it? It is. You know, I mean, you know, the it's a crazy world we live in. There's a lot going on, and you know, and you know, we're we're blessed to work in this industry, and and sports is a place that that people come together um, in a in, in a pretty crazy world. So we're you know we're blessed to have that platform, bring these families in, and and celebrate around you know on the sport that we that we love and Wolves hockey, but. Um, you know, for this night, we do want to we do want to take a break, and and you know, people who are uh, of faith, we want to bring them in and and just bring like minded people together, and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. In fact, aside from being blessed and you do all of this, you're actually quite good, didn't you? Just win the Calder Cup. Yeah, we won the cup last year. We were uh, we played all the way through. Gosh, uh, COVID pushed the year back a little bit. We were playing hockey almost till the fourth of July. Um, it was our, our fifth championship. We won the cup last year and, um, had a great time with it as you know, the team was, team was phenomenal. Uh, I think of the, of the championship runs we've had, um, uh, this was the best crew that, that we had assembled. So it was a really terrific year and, um, still celebrating a little bit. Um, and you know, the team, we had a game earlier today, actually, um, yeah, we had an 11 o'clock game with, uh, about 15,000 kids from area schools. They came in for a field trip. Um, it was awesome. So, uh, teams playing well. We're you know we're on a four game point streak. So, uh, hoping to make another uh, another run as we close out the rest of the regular season. Now, when a fight breaks out, does Bobby run out to the ice and show him those tricks I taught him? He's usually the one starting the fight. To be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He <laughs> did that when we were kids too. In the meantime, don't believe a word of those stories he tells you about me. But whenever uh, you need my help, I mean it. You come on the show. We're going to get some people out there. It's all state arena. It's February 25th. What time should they head out there? Uh, the, the service project starts at 5 o'clock. Uh, people can get onto our website to register to participate. Uh, it's under our special event section on the website. Uh, the game itself, uh, puck drop, will be 7 o'clock on the 25th. John, you got an open invitation. You need anything, you're going to have anything, please let me know, will you? And the same to you. We All appreciate right. your support. You tell that rascal I said hi. I appreciate it, John. Will do. Be well. You too. All right, we'll be back with your calls and comments. I'm going to take a short break. Then I'm going to take Terry on the south side with an update on Bourbon Street and Antifa. That should be fun after this.
had two guys in Melrose Park that played hockey. Isn't it a shame? Ice was something you slipped on. We know about hockey. Bobby Nardella and Curdy Cabin. Only two guys that play hockey. And they're both great. Both. Uh, Terry on the south side. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, how are you, Sean? Uh, good. It's been a rough couple of weeks with the uh, battle against Antifa. Um, so, you know, we had to display. You want me to call a couple of Melrose Parkers? They got their black costume in with their clean helmets. We'll put some dents in those things. What do you need? So, 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 you know, I, so we had an Italian guy in displays. We had an Italian guy in Bourbon Street. I'm Italian, Polish, and Norwegian. My Italians left, let me down big time. Did they really? And uh, so now I pivoted to the Polish side. All right. I'll announce it later, but um, I have. And the good news is if you have any work around the house that needs to be done, they're there. Right, right. So we have these Polish people that came from communist countries who don't like Antifa, who like freedom of speech. I'll know tomorrow for certain. He's laid out everything that, you know, the threats, all the BS of Antifa. If Antifa shows up, they're going to bring pots and pans and wooden spoons. So let me ask you something. What do they do? I mean, they don't really show up. I mean, we we, we found out, I was talking to Christine Shanahan McGovern. We found out mainly these were political activists that were threatening via phone. I mean, nobody's really shown up or done any damage, right? Uh, Sean, I tried to tell Bourbon Street that. I said, canceling this event is bigger than any of us, right? It just emboldens them. And they're just making threats. So I understand running a business, threatening you know, threaten the bands and stuff. There, there was no police. There was no police reports for gun violence or anything. They just harass them and threaten them. They reach out to the mayor. So lessons learned: you ensure these people are ready to fight. You show them who's on the agenda. You show them they're not racist, white supremacist. You got a gay Jewish girl for Christ's sake, and two African Americans. Well, I don't. Uh, and- first of all, I don't. I don't. The funny thing is, I don't blame Bourbon Street. You know, if you got kids working there, you got to protect them too. And the rest of it. But I'm more interested in finding out where these threats came from, because what if what if just hypothetically these trace back to political organized unions or anything? What? Wh- how do we know that this so is I really Antifa? You know, this is the problem with these yeah. threats. They get to operate in this form of uh, anonymity and nobody investigates the threats. I want to know where the phone calls came from. Who were the calls? Do you have caller ID? Is there anybody investigating that aspect of it? Well, yeah, I was told there was gun threats, but there's the FOIA shows nothing. I mean, Jesus, I had in a, a venue and someone threatened to come shoot my kids up. There would be police there. What, is it a, yeah, you know, did they yeah. hide? No, I, I don't blame Bourbon Street for, for, no. for what they did. I'm more aggravated no, that people can get away with threats like this. Down, you got to track to track down these guys. You got to start there, right? And, and see where you go and, and to make it more serious. So I know who the guys are. I'm not going to mention it here. I know for, for a fact who they are. Um, they're Chicago Antifa guys. These guys get, you know, they get funded from different means. That's all they do. There's a handful of 165-pound, wet-in-the-black Antifa outfit, little skinny pencil neck punks, the same guys that showed up to Little Italy two, two, two years ago, if you remember. Uh, they showed up. There was like 12 to 15 of them, and they had their pots and pans and wooden spoons yelled racist all the old Italians who wanted to get the Columbus statue back. So now Charlie Kirk is speaking on the 25th at the Holiday Inn at Crystal Lake. If you look, it's the exact same guys that are doing a full court press, as well as some of the suburban moms that are protesting. And that, that you know, it's all the same people. And the problem is, is that you got to get ahead of it, right? Like the venue, the, the, our event was full. It was probably one of the most diverse events. We had Indians, Hispanics, African Americans, a gay Jewish girl, 
how much more diverse can you get? And if you can't have those kind of events here well, from our side, I don't even. Then what you know, I mean, you know me, Terry. I don't want to even. I want to even quantify the 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 their argument by conforming to their verbiage. I don't really care. You know what I mean? I, I the idea that they get you to have this conversation of race or sexual preference and the rest of it. This is how you know you're on your heels. Uh, I just want people who threaten people with violence to pay the cost. And number one, they pay the cost by people refusing to be intimidated. That's number one. A show of of unity and and adult men standing there welcoming the the threat physically will divert them. These are children. These are cowards. These are Marxists. These are fascists. Yeah, so. Sean, I had guys ready. Yeah, I, I grew up in the stuff. I had guys ready, and you know, I didn't say that they were hoping they were going to come. I swear to God, I'm not. You know, I'm not going to. Oh, I, I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to say that last week to the venue, and I tried. No, to you don't have to. You, to yeah, but the reality is, until someone stands up to them, they're going to keep doing it. But Terry, That's so what, are you going to yeah, are you going to redo the event? Because uh, I made yeah, some calls, I, but nobody's know, big I'm enough. Know. You guys got a lot of people, man. I, I my guys I can know, fit eighty yeah. people. That's it. I know absolutely sure for sure tomorrow. Um, so far, I went through everything in detail. So they're going to call me back tomorrow. The next step, I don't want to say it now, Sean. Yeah. The next okay. step is call the mayor, call the chief of police, sit down with them. These are the people. They're not what they're going to claim to be. This is parents standing up for our children, and you need to understand that and be proud of it. Mm-hmm. Be, you know, be proud of it. Don't hide from it. Don't ignore it. Say, hey, we are diverse. That's why we're allowing this event in our community. And not let them control the narrative. And, well, uh, that's good I, news. I, let me know where the venue I'll, is. Don't be mad. Yeah, I'm uh, against the clock. I'll, I, I'll I, call your uh, I'll call your producer back and give him my number if you want. I'll call if you've got time. Call me and I'll I'll give you the details um, tomorrow if it's okay. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get it out there. In the meantime, keep up the fight. I appreciate it very much, Terry. Putting on the fight. How much time do I got, Ken? Uh, oh, really? We can. Okay, let's do that then. Uh, Rich in Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Wonderful. How are you, Rich? Well, I'm a little teed off at these uh, this Democrats and this Biden. Every time I hear them talk on TV or do some kind of interview, they're talking about how the economy's getting better. Well, I just went to the store. Prices are still up. Gasoline is still up. You know, the uh, everything is up. Interest rates are still going up. And these guys keep talking about how the economy's uh, getting better. Well, you know, it's funny, Rich. the economy getting better in D.C. only? Well, Washington? it's Machiavelli. It's Machiavelli. It's, yeah. it's, it's lie to the face of the people you're victimizing. It's show compassion. It's, it's, it's the prince of, of deceit and deception the whole time gaining power. It's how people have destroyed countries. So to see that we're not recognizing it is the real problem. But you've also simultaneously with that, bribed a tremendous amount of society by giving massive increases in what is now called entitlements rather than what it really is, handouts, welfare. So, so that's, that's the recipe for disaster. Job, huh? What's that? That's what he's talking about, finishing the job. He's going to destroy the country totally, right? Yes. When he talks about we're going to finish, we got to finish the job? Yes. What a yeah. joke. He's a it's joke. talking about taking us into a, into a hybrid European top-down collectivist society. And turning everything into Illinois. That's what it's like. But that's why you have to fight up against it. That's why I always say, Rich, you hear me, run the high ground, shore up those people, because here in Florida, we're fighting it tooth and nail, and we do not get intimidated. Some school districts, as soon as the book is challenged, they'll pull it off the shelves. Other school districts will wait to go through the review process before taking it off. 
that's politics, though. To be honest with you, come on. I mean, we know. Roberto Clemente? I mean, seriously. Uh, that's politics. Uh, I think these school unions are involved with this. Um, I mean, you guys can FOIA some of these communications. I guarantee you, you'll find some of that with the people that are doing it. Uh, so, so that's a joke, okay? You get something like that about a baseball player. First of all, I don't think parents are challenging that. I think they're doing it unilaterally to try to create an issue. Uh, but that can be resolved in, in about two minutes to be able to do that. And our Department of Education will be working, uh, you know. So the uh, unions that are losing membership here in Florida because Ron DeSantis said we're not going to take the dues out of the checks of the teachers. So they've already had a massive exodus of the mafia unions, the teachers unions down here. They've spread a rumor that Ron DeSantis and the Florida Board of Education tried to not have a Roberto Clemente book in the library of the schools. They lied like Joe Biden lies. That's the component. That's Machiavelli, the prince of lies. Just lie to the face. And the stupid people will believe you, especially the stupid people that you're bribing through various forms of entitlements. They'll believe you very quickly if they need any type of, uh, of advice on that. But none of these things, 99% of this stuff is just is, is manufactured. Um, it's not what you need to be spending time on. Uh, we need to spend time on teaching kids the basics. And when there are things that are injected, that are clearly inappropriate, you know, make sure that we're, we're, we're not doing that. It's not. Uh... So you teach kids the basics, which is why the teachers, the real teachers, the private school teachers, the teachers that make a fraction of what the union mafia teachers make, the ones who care about the education system of the kids, are more important. That's simple. It's simple. But Joe Biden and the Democrat mafia know how to stoke hatred, division, and fear. I said, that means you're not going to cut Medicare or Social Security? And they all stood up and started to clap. I said, well, we got to settle then. No, we don't have it settled, dimwit in diapers with your dementia face. I remember when you could form a sentence and remember why your socks were wet, if they were wet. When I argued that we should freeze federal spending, I meant Social Security as well. I meant Medicare and Medicaid. I meant veterans. I meant every single solitary thing in the government. And I not only tried it once, I tried it twice, I tried it a third time, and I tried it a fourth time. And now you're Shea Gravera. Well, I like the 1995 Joe Biden. Not just because he didn't have a brain-eating disease, but because he stood for something as opposed to what you are now, just a failed whore liar. Mitchell displains. You know, Sean, keep in mind that with regards to the public schools in Illinois, it's based on 86% of the taxpayers. So this teacher's retirement is the TRS. They don't go through Social Security. That's by design. They don't tell you because these teachers don't understand that we're not attacking their profession, you vapid-minded idiots. We're attacking the mechanism of how it operates, exactly. which we're trying to get your point across. And the yeah. fact is, working 86%, Tony Prinkwickel on CPT told me the following, and I quote, the reason why your property taxes go up is because of public schools. Because we got to pay for the front side of what I call the, the infrastructure, and then there's a tier system in these corrupt public schools in Illinois. So yeah. the younger teachers get extracted out of their, uh, what I call their paychecks, including substitutes, which is the biggest joke in the world, right? So these older teachers get the benefit. And all they care about, Sean, is their damn pensions. And yeah, when you and, make and, them accountable... And you know who gets hurt, Mitchell, are the teachers who cared about the kids, the teachers in parochial schools, the teachers in private schools, the teachers that are not yeah, in the but, union. And that small yeah, well, fraction they're, they're, of good teachers in the union, like my aunt. Thank you very much, Mitchell, for the call. This is a system where if you can't discuss the truth, you're not going to fix the lie. 
And the best liars among us are the mafia members, the Democrats, the Machiavelli artists, the frauds, the mafia members. If you're not going to have the truth and expose it, then you're just going to be a victim of the beautiful lie. Not beautiful like Raquel Welch. You're too good for this world, Raquel. We'll be back after this. the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. Here's something you'll only hear honest people in the market say. Past performance is no guarantee of future returns. Now, that's for the people that are not in the collectivist corrupt game of a government-controlled economy. People like my next guest, he is the founder and principal of Alpha Wealth Group, Tom Fortino. How are you, handsome devil? I'm doing great, Sean. How are you doing tonight? Very good, very good, because, uh, you know, I recognize the swindle, and I've just decided to wait out the feudalism of Bidenomics as I hear him bastardize capitalism in uh, promises of putting forward a government-controlled economy. And I'm wondering, can you protect my money from the Gestapo IRS agents? Well, <laughs> you know, it's it's tough. We've got to try to survive, I guess, for the next two years, but... Uh... You know, we're getting all this data. We have a lot of stuff coming out. You know, it, you just mentioned retail sales earlier. Yeah. Um, and up, then I know Tom you have, has nothing to do with inflation or rising costs or, or, or supply chains. It's just <clears> a good <throat> sign, isn't it? Well, you know, year over year, they're up 6.4, but inflation's up at least 6.4, and I would argue higher than that. So, you know, and they're not inflation adjusted when we, they come out with retail sales. So we have to be aware of that. Um, so the market rallied, but I, you know, it's like your one caller who was, was talking about, he went into the store recently, he was fired up, which I understand, you know, um, food is up over 11%. Again, I don't, I think it's worse than that. Uh, the essentials, which is really the problem are up significantly electricity, energy, all of these things are up double digits, you know, the things you need to kind of live on. And so it, it's somewhat problematic um, when we see these things happening. So, yeah, it's it's kind of survival mode. But I would say, you know, for the what does the average investor do about this? Well, you kind of get, you know, as best as you can, you want to try to stay the course, um, you know, I, with your portfolio. I think there's opportunities and things you can do, but you always have to be careful of making really big moves. I think on the on the periphery, like your idea, I think we talked a few weeks back. Yeah. Buy some uh, some defense stocks, and I yeah. don't mean defensive. I mean things like um, Lockheed Martin, sure. Northrop Grumman. Um, you know, Lockheed Martin has a two and a half percent dividend, right? Um, and it's uh, it hasn't. I think there's still some upside there. I mean, that's just an example. I'm not making suggestions. No, because but, the reality is, I don't want to get you in trouble. But the other thing is, you have to you have to recognize we have mm-hmm. tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of tro- troops that are in at least seven different hotspots, and they have yeah. to be supplied with weapons, not to mention Russia has a new attack. It's called the double tap, and that sounds like mm-hmm. double trouble, which means we're going to have to send more weapons to the U.S. soldiers that are pretending to be the Ukrainians fighting right now. 
Yeah, I mean, the reality is we have to build our – these things just have to be built up. There's going to have to be production. I think that's just inevitable. And, again, always be careful. I'm saying around the edges, stick to your core portfolio. Yeah. But if you want – I think there's a there's a couple upsides to this. Number one, hopefully, you know, you can get some gains and add a little bit to the portfolio. It's all about adding a little bit at a time. Um, but it gets you more engaged, I think, maybe in what you're doing. And so I think that's a positive when you start doing some of these things. I'm always yeah. a fan of that. Do it in a Roth. You know, I'm a fan of tax-free. Um, so maybe you purchase some of these. You can trade in there. No tax. There's no tax reporting. No, the growth is tax-free. The dividends are tax-free. These are the little things that you can do, you know, um, that are going to hopefully make a difference down the road in your plan. So we have um, Lena Khan, who is the Federal Trade <laughs> Commission new chair birthing person at 32 years old, never worked a day in her life. And she doesn't like mm-hmm. mergers and acquisitions. One thing that right. you and I have talked about that no one is talking about, the IPO, the, that entire mm-hmm. market has collapsed. Nobody wants to yes. take their business public because the government can then destroy it and control the decisions. Correct. In fact, more companies will be going private. What does this look mm-hmm. like for the overall market? I mean, I, that's a recipe for disaster to me, but we are living in bizarro world. What's it look like? Well, that's long-term, certainly that's not a good thing. I mean, at one point, you know, you look at any of these companies, they started out, Google came out, you know, as an IPO at one point. Microsoft, you go down the line, um, this is, it's you know, it's what feeds the future growth in these small companies. So, um, and then, of course, the average investor is able to participate in these things. So it, these are not good things. I mean, you made the comment, you know, this is unfortunately – um, it's tough to buy own stock in a private company. You can, but it's going to be privately held. There's not an exchange for it. You have to be accredited. So, and the mm-hmm. only investors, once again, that's that rich getting richer, right? Because accredited investors mm-hmm. need a net worth of a million dollars, and they also mm-hmm. have to have partaken in I don't know how many different investments. So, so there's a whole other category of people that will profit from the failing policies of the corrupt government. And this is something that I think... When I have these discussions, I get a lot of people mad at me. I lose, you know, 50% of my audience gets mad because they're on the pension systems. What they don't understand is I'm actually arguing for the benefit of everybody. But when you have Mm -hmm. this two-tiered society, when the government, when it becomes more advantageous to work for the government than it does to fund it, you're on the path of, of, of destruction, are you not? Yeah, there's no question because it just starts to devour the economy. And we see that happening right now. I mean... Historically, you know, the government is, I think it's been less, but 20% of GDP to now, right now it's 25% of our GDP. And, uh, and some of this growth we've seen is just government spending. You know, you have, I saw CBO came out $20 trillion and they're probably low over the next 10 years added to the deficit. These numbers are unsustainable. They're, they're unsustainable today. And so um, these are scary things that we're dealing with. Now, I don't want to discourage, again, putting money away and, and doing these things for retirement. you gotta, you got to deal with the hand you're dealt. But continue to, again, don't be discouraged. Continue to invest. Be a little more prudent about it. There's still opportunities you, out there. You know? you know what aggravates me, Tom? I know you. And you have to protect yourself because if you were to say something that were untrue, if you were to say something that represented a guarantee, you'd lose your license. Mm-hmm. But I watch mm-hmm. these idiots, these professional whores, these politicians, with wide eyes, bald face lie to my people. 
and tell them I've cut the deficit and tell them trickle down doesn't work. Government investment into corrupt mafia unions works. This fries me. So you have one part of your society that that is restricted from saying much. And you have another part that is rewarded for saying lies. Mm -hmm. How can we stop this, brother? Well, I mean, I guess we have to do more. We have to be more like Florida. We have to get some people in there that uh, because that's the only way it's going to stop. I mean, it's you know, I want to be optimistic but, you know, you mentioned, um, uh, is it Lila Khan? I can't remember her first name of the, of the uh, Federal Trade Commission. Lena, Lena. Lena Khan, I'm sorry. Yeah, who's been um, turned back a number of times. Unfortunately, it's to go through the court system to stop these people. You've got Gary Gensler of the SEC, again, who's forcing companies to do climate change. And all the regulations on these energy companies, you know, you see these. They, they don't want pipelines, but they're okay with trains derailing. So it's just we're just in a bad spot with this. So really, that's the way it's got to be turned around. And I think I'm going to be optimistic if we can get at someone like Ron DeSantis and somewhere. I think this economy can take off if they unleash and are able to do those things. But in the meantime, again, just kind of stay the course. Try to do some things to, to, to preserve what you can in your wealth. Continue to invest and just be prudent about what you have. So help me understand how a rogue, non-elected bureaucrat who looks like she fell off the Dutch boy can by the name of Janet Yellen, can ignore the restrictions on debt and just say we're going to operate in an emergency, which takes us out to July. And that same CBO you were talking about earlier had the audacity to lie to my people once again and say the U.S. could default as soon as July unless the debt ceiling Mm -hmm. is lifted. Why aren't the honest money guys, and I mean this, Wall Street, the honest Mm -hmm. traders, the honest hedge fund guys saying, that can never happen it is in the law where the debt and the, uh, the, the, the system of our social safety net of Social Security and the rest of it, they get paid first yes. beyond everything. And we have far more than enough money to pay for that. What this will only stop are the abuse and further destruction of our economy by stopping the Biden bills that were passed in the last two years from being funded. Why doesn't anyone tell the truth? It is shocking. I mean, the people that I respect, people that I think are some of the smartest people out there, some of them, very few ever say that. And you're correct, Sean. There is revenue coming in. The government shuts down, but they never stop taking our money. And so, yes, there's enough monthly revenue coming in from tax receipts and, and fees and everything else, more than enough to service all those things, as you said, by law. So the government will never default. The problem isn't the, the, the current debt payments. The problem is the debt. And the fact that at some point it's not going to be, we're not going to be able to, um, you know, to pay it off. It's just going to be too big. And I, you know, quoting Janet Yellen, it's not a problem because we can service it. I mean, um, that Her voice was a little too high, but I get it. Um, <laughs> she, she talks like John Wayne after he's been fell off his horse. Right. In the meantime, we have this gangster government. The gangster government is led by people who don't like a capitalist system. So what I think they've done, this is just me and Tom speculating. I saw this after Trump had won. They called in Asshat, also known as Facebook. They called in Google. They called in Apple. And by they, I mean the Democrat Congress that had won after Trump won. Um, and they intimidated these guys through the, the fear of investigation, the fear of regulation. They broke. And they partook in censorship of the American people. And now what I see is the Justice Department today escalates its 
Apple antitrust probe. They're doing it anyway. So what does mm-hmm. this look like as antitrust division, as the government led by Marxists like uh, Lena Khan, uh, yep. as they continue to intimidate the few companies? And we really do have a few that make up the, the, the NASDAQ. And they knuckle them under. They also, at the same time, the SEC proposes a new rule that could squeeze crypto and the rest of it. Mm -hmm. So it's an attack on that small pool, whether you like them or hate them, there there are retirement funds, there are people invested. Absolutely. If Apple takes a a shellacking, the whole retirement system loses. What does that look like, and how do you prepare for that? Well, I mean, what they're doing, you know, actually with these larger companies, some of them can sustain a little bit. It's really hurting more, even more and more of the smaller companies because they cannot afford to continue to, to, um, you know, survive with these regulations, with all these things. They just don't have, you know, the wherewithal to, to take these people on, you know. So I think, this is my opinion, I think some of these companies, the larger companies, are going to unfortunately be, again, unless something happens, and I'm hoping in the next few years, if this continues, I hate to be that way, they're going to control, they're going to ultimately, the, the goal is to have the government basically control them. Kind of like a fascist nation where the... the, the Without Mussolini? At least his clothes matched and he could do a push-up, for God's sakes. I have this dimwit with wet socks. <laughs> and the trains ran on time. but The train, oh yeah, these uh, trains, they, just, they run into things, yeah. Yeah, so um, there'll be private companies, and and you know, but there's they, and to a certain extent, they are they are they are controlled. Obviously, the government dictates what they do, but you know, um, I'm going to stay positive. I'm going to stay optimistic, and uh, <laughs> you know, again, do what you can. And in two years, uh, we get a new president. I think uh, some of these good good people like DeSantis or. I, I don't know with Trump anymore, but anyway, whoever in the gets meantime, in on that side. You know what we could do? It'll, it'll take we, off. We could teach my audience how to talk like a rich person. You're not broke. <laughs> you have a cash flow problem. You start talking like these North Shore low-life Marxist rats, and maybe you'll get cut in on some of these government schemes because that is clearly the way to make money. As Joe Biden celebrates the corruption of fix-or-repair daily known as Ford, opening up a front in an electric battery company where they hid China's partnership, and they tell you about it on the news. Is that not outrageous? It's kind of amazing, but I think a lot of this stuff is that anymore you hear some of these things it isn't as as amazing um, anymore. You keep saying, well, that's amazing, that's amazing, and at some point you realize this stuff is happening, and there's a lot of things we don't realize that are happening underneath the surface here. Well, um, I, you know, I'm, Tom, I'm pretty confident. Tom, promise me we'll play a lot of gin when the Chinese overlords <laughs> overtake my country and we're put in the camp. Can we play gin? Yes, yes, we can. In the meantime, we can hear Tom Fortino Saturdays, 9 a.m., right? Yeah. And yeah, 9 a.m. every Saturday. AlphaWealthGroup.com. Tom, thanks for always for joining me. And what I like Thank that you. you do is you protect people from what is possible while staying optimistic, even when I browbeat you. Thank you so much yes. for coming on the show. Thanks a lot, son. You take care. Stay strong. Bye. We'll, we'll be back with your calls and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM 560, The Answer. I'm going to hate our new Chinese overlords. I'm going to hate them. 
You're going to get a beating, and in 15 minutes, you're going to be hungry for another. The whole time, owning politicians on both sides of the aisle, that's my favorite part about our circumstance. Xi Jinping, take all of the money from the Chinese Communist Party, the NBA. That's why I'm so thankful I've never seen LeBron James do anything. I love that. It's a real circumstance, a real predicament we're in. Craig and Mount Greenwood. Wait, what happened here? Craig, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. What are you Can doing, you Tiny? Me? I could hear you. You sound like you're falling uh, down a hole. Go ahead. No, no. I was, I was kind of nodding off a little bit there. Uh, right. <laughs> but I'm listening to you all the way. Hey, um, you and I, amongst many others, have been looking at something and uh, kind of like calling it out a little bit wrong. And, um, man, it's, it's big, I think. And here's what it is. So on this here uh, COVID I'm thing. We, we're, uh-huh. Yeah. We're talking about that COVID shot being uh, the, uh, or the um, COVID being the bioweapon. But that's the Trojan horse. This bioweapon is the shot, man. They, they've been playing, trying to figure out how to do this to people and how to, how to do all this and, and manage to get it into people. I mean, and the, the, the virus is nothing. You could, I know so many people, everybody's getting a virus. When you got the virus and you stayed away from the shot, you would get better, no problem. You could take ivermectin, you do all kinds of things. But yep. they, want, they, they use the media and they use the... Uh, and they use the um, That's all why, the doctors. you know, I said from the beginning, thank God COVID was made in China. If it was made in Germany, we'd all be dead. It's the vaccine you got to worry about, Craig. Thank you very much for the call. And to prove my... Leave it in a high-pitched voice. That's right. It's true. And to prove my point, this is a story that a friend of mine sent me, and I looked into it. It's a shocking amount of soccer players that have dropped dead. Did you know that, Squirrel? Shocking. I know that we had a football player that fell of cardiac arrest. They they, they did release his vaccine status. He was vaccinated, right? Uh. It's amazing to see the amount of soccer players. Belgian goalkeeper Arne Spiel died on Saturday after collapsing on the pitch just seconds after making a save on a penalty kick. He was 25. Spiel's team, Winkle Sport B, was leading Westrosbeek 2-1 early in the... Is anybody going to want to investigate any of this? Anybody? Because there's a guy out there floating around, walking on the clouds. $40,000 minimum to get up there and lie to the people. He's a pickle-faced rat who wouldn't have lasted five minutes in Melrose Park. Right after this, for instance. There's a lot of confusion among people and misinformation surrounding face masks. Can you discuss that? The masks are important for someone who's infected to prevent them from infecting someone else. Now, when you see people and look at the films in China and South Korea, whatever, everybody's wearing a mask. Right now in the United States... People should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it? Because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better. And it might even block a, a droplet. But it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are... Unintended consequences. People keep. Yeah, the unintended consequences is if you mentally have conditioned people to be slaves. To know that they do nothing but partake in the action because A, the government told them to, and B, they feel like a good slave when they do it. That's why to this day you still see these idiots in masks. They're not more magnanimous than you, they're not more virtuous, they're more loyal to the government supremacists. And that's the real predicament we're in. It's the only explanation why people are not outraged 
outraged when they hear when they hear bald face lies and fraud. It's a little breathing room. Have a little bit left over after I paid all my bills. We're seeing this progress. Now, you know what really fries me when I hear this idiot's voice isn't the fact that the American people were so stupid not to know that he was a 50-year political whore, but because he clearly is unable and unfit to serve in any capacity. The only president in American history that couldn't get a job at any one of the businesses in the country. And aside from that, his history of complete failure. And whether you appreciate life, humanity, and are ignorant to the Millions, hundreds of thousands of deaths that were caused under the Barack Obama, Joe Biden administration and their war atrocities. Or you simply can't figure out that every bill that he's been involved with has destroyed everything it's intended. Obamacare. And yet we're so used to it. We still allow these idiots to lie to us. That's the conditioning of a slave. I'm a terrible slave. I'm hoping you are. And I'm hoping there's lots of us. I'll take the rest of your calls, 312-642-5600, after this next break. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560, The Answer. All right, you ready for this? What I do on this show is push back against the government propaganda. I argue every point that comes out of the only entity we all know lies for a living. It's the pathological lies of the American government. It's rarely told us the truth. It doesn't feel we're entitled to the truth. They label things as classified or top secret, the whole time hiding the truth. But what we have proved, what we have litigated, what we, beyond the shadow of a doubt, is that the government is a web of lies, whether it's the economy whether it's what they tell us in our foreign policy or our domestic tranquility. One thing that's shocking to me is that people don't realize how many of us get our money from government, aside from welfare, aside from corporate welfare, aside from various spending. 16 million of us work for state and local governments in this country. 16 million. Another 18.5 million work for the federal government. You're talking about 30-some million people who have become bureaucrats, who have become immune to the realities the rest of us face. Nikki, Nikki uh, Haley, not Nikki Whaley, I would vote for Nikki Whaley. Nikki Haley announced she's going to run for president. She's another government bureaucrat, only been in government. Mike Pence is clearly going to run for government, for president. It doesn't matter. If they win, it's the tens of thousands of immediate bureaucrats that are in charge of our freedom of speech. I worry about. Gigi Sohn is somebody that I've brought to light on this show. And we've talked about her being a well-known Marxist apparatchik of the government supremacists. She has been the nominee to control the airwaves. This show, if Gigi Sohn is is, is in charge of the FCC... This show, shows like this, that push back against government supremacy, they have something to worry about. Because now in this country over the last three years, the citizens like the censorship. They welcome it. In particular, those government employees like it. Because in the system of collectivism, of government supremacy, they are immune. They are gods among us. I resist that at all levels. Gigi Sohn and people like her are my enemy. I think it's important you're... Aware of who she is. You did not 
correct the record that it was, in fact, only 2% of that amount, $700,000. You also disclosed at that second hearing that you never notified the White House of this sweetheart deal, even though you signed it literally the day after they announced their intention to nominate you. My question is this. Do you think that your failure to disclose the secret deal to this committee and your failure to disclose it to the White House, do you think that reflected poor judgment, yes or no? No, I answered Senator Wicker's question honestly, okay, and, and on advice so of no, counsel. No, you don't, you don't think it was poor judgment? No, I do not, because right. I was bound right, by I the confidentiality the, the, agreement of the settlement. Uh, with respect, no, you were not. The confidentiality agreement, Section 6.0, prohibited you from communicating with the media or the press. The last I checked, the United States Senate is not the media or the press. You had an obligation to answer this body accurately, and you did not. I would- by the way, she's an accomplished lawyer. She knows full well what she's saying. But in this modern society, in America 2023, will she lose the support of one Democrat? Note the White House is not the media or the press. And you told this committee you didn't inform the president of it either. But let me move on. You don't think it was poor judgment to mislead this committee or to mislead the president who was nominating you. Let me ask you a second question. Senator, I don't agree that I misled this committee, so I would like to make that. The the, the record is, I believe, abundantly clear. And in fact, I I will be sending out my cross-examination from the last hearing uh, where you repeatedly mislead this committee in that hearing. And and in fact, we'll go ahead and actually put this up. I'll note, I asked, did you disclose to the committee that agreement? I did. Did you disclose the agreement to the committee? I did. Hold on a second. Did you disclose to this committee? Yes or no? I did. You disclosed the $700,000 secret settlement? No. So three times you say I did, and then, oh, no. Now, to a Democrat, that doesn't matter. Why doesn't it matter? Because they're in on it. They're paid to be apparatchiks. They're paid for their loyalty. The 15 months that your nomination has been pending, you've made not one, not two, not three. You've made 12 separate political contributions to senators running for office. I've been in the Senate 10 years. I have never seen a nominee make contributions to senators while your nomination is pending. I've never seen that once. That is open bribery. I don't care what the dollar amount is, because there's other ways to donate. There's the George Soros Packway. But she has the gall to do it out in the open and bribe senators who are voting on her controlling the airwaves and therefore squashing resistance to the forthright government supremacist she is. I had my staff search the records. If we could find anyone in the Trump administration who had done that, my staff was unable to find that. You've been a significant political donor over the years, giving over $32,000. You gave... Do you believe it was poor judgment to give 12 separate political contributions to Democrat senators while your nomination was pending? Senator, I'm a citizen who just wanted to participate so, so in the yes Democratic no. process. And then there lies the problem. And if we as a people do not handcuff the only entity in this country that is to be handcuffed, the very government that has destroyed the tranquility of your life and continues to lie to your face, you have a system of corruption that's open and notorious, and they take advantage of it. You know, you live in what was once a great city, now a hellhole, now a third world country, where you have right now a so-called election 
where they're just different versions of the same corruption. They're not offended by that corruption. They want to get a bigger cut of it. So the names are fungible. People ask, why don't you play the mayors and the people running for mayor? Because they're all Democrats. They're all the same. They're just nuanced versions of corruption. So I want to give you a little good news. Let's end with a little good news of some justice, by accident I may add, some justice that happens in these hellholes where the government protects the predators and they create more victims. There, Every once in a while we have a good feel-good story out of Chicago. A man who investigators say was trying to steal a catalytic converter from a truck is dead after being run over by the driver of that truck. It happened last night outside the Target on 10th Street West in Palmdale. Deputy- no bail for you. They say the woman in the truck was asleep when she heard noises coming from the outside. Now, by the way, she was sleeping in the truck because she's homeless due to the economic policies of the gangster government. But there is a little upside. She was in her home, also known as a truck, when some scallywag predator was trying to rob her. She at least backed up. Investigators say she put the truck in reverse and ran the man over. He died at the hospital. Three people who were with... See, he's not a man. He's a thief. He's a predator. He's a roach. And good riddings. Because our justice system wouldn't have done anything. He'd have been back tonight stealing from more people. I'd like to end, uh, you know, end the segment with a feel-good story. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. May he rest in peace, and I wouldn't mind it too bad if he burned in hell. Good song, kid. Got to end with a little upbeat to end the show. This is the United States Camara, for God's sake. Yeah, he's fine. Don't worry, he's going to be great. Angela, this is too soon. I'm, I, I'm very heartbroken about it. I, I truly am. You have no idea. This is the most beautiful woman ever walked the earth, as far as I'm concerned. I think that you would know who she is. Yeah. You, yeah. Raquel. Uh, uh, well, no, I'm calling because the, the news about Raquel prompted me to call to say that Gina Loma Brigida, 1955, named the most beautiful woman in the world, and she is gorgeous. Gina Lola Brigida? Uh, Gina Lola Brigida, sure. right. Come on, from Go- Park. She's our patron Pardon? saint. Yeah, go ahead. Gorgeous. Yeah. And so she was dubbed uh, the queen of Rome for the rest of her life, Rome, Italy. Yeah. And she died last month on the 16th of January. But Connie Francis is still alive. Oh, we got Connie. Uh, I'll tell you what, there's, yeah. What about that uh, Donna I- Versace? She aged like cheese on a sidewalk, though. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't keep track of her, but yeah, okay. <laughs> I would also say that because you were talking about Nikki, no, no, Haley, uh, the only woman I would ever feel comfortable having as president, because I don't believe a man, uh, it should only be a man as president of the uh, United States. So I, don't want a woman I, I actually, I would vote for a woman as president, especially if they had character. And uh, you know who I liked during the debates in, in, in 16 was, uh, and I disagreed with some of her positions. Carly Fiorina. She's a, she's a globalist, though. Well, who isn't? She's, but the only person I would feel comfortable safe with is Michelle Bachman, former Congresswoman Michelle Bachman. She would speak truth to us about ISIS during her term as Congresswoman, and they would blow it off. Now, They'd I've made a lot of off. people who listen to my show mad at me, people I love, firemen, cops. They're all mad at me right now, but it's all right. They'll get over it. They understand me. And I'm going to make you mad at me. You ready for this, Angela? It's a controversial show today. I like Tulsi Gabbard on a lot of issues. I don't like well, some Tulsi, of her issues, but 
But I, I don't like anybody's everybody in total issues. But I like her foreign policy, boy. You know why? It's Trump's foreign policy. Tulsi's not a crazy knucklehead. Yeah. She speaks it with sane words. Yeah. I'd go Tulsi. All right. This is very interesting. About her. And it's not a show just because she's on camera. I don't. I would never believe that. It's it's a, a calm demeanor. She speaks. She thinks before she speaks. Yeah, and she speaks the truth. And uh, you know that's what we need more of, Angela. Angela, I enjoy you listening and calling, and thank you very much. I like Tulsi. Here are the undeniable facts: there are twenty-five to thirty U.S.-funded bio labs in Ukraine, according to the U.S. government. These biolabs are conducting research on dangerous pathogens. You mean like the one that took away my freedoms? Yes, it's true, Tulsi. But here's the good news. Not really. Lloyd Austin says we're going to ignore the fact that American soldiers have been killed today by Russia, posing as Ukrainian soldiers, and we're going to continue to fund them. By Raytheon, Lloyd gets a brokerage check every month. That's the end of the show, Square? What do you think Jeffrey Tubin's doing? All right, I'll be back in 21 hours kick their teeth in again. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.